Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Connolly, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. The latest economic numbers have come out in regards to the unemployment rate here in Michigan. And there's also a new survey out in regards to COVID. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with Wayne Rourke. He's the Associate Director of the Michigan Labor Market Information and Strategic Initiatives within the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. I want to print your business cards, Wayne, because I'll make a a mint if I can... uh, Go off each letter. How are you? Good, good. That, that's a mouthful. I'm glad you had to introduce me and I didn't have to introduce myself. Thank well, you. For that. And it's great to talk to a fellow Spartan. So yeah. welcome. Go green. Go white. Let's talk <laughs> about the latest unemployment numbers. Tell us where we stand. So the press release that we just did on the March jobs situation for Michigan is actually really positive. The unemployment rate fell to 4.4% last month. In March, and that's historically pretty low. In historical terms, there's really been only about two periods in the last few decades, the 1997 to 2000 range, and then maybe the 2017 to 2019. Those were really the only other times the rate was below that 5% range, kind of that we're sitting at now. So the unemployment rate's down pretty low historically, which is good to see. And the payroll jobs have continued to rise. We've got 11 months in a row of payroll job growth. That many months in a row is pretty positive and jobs went up 15,000 last month. And that's always nice to see a consistent rise you know, over time, especially climbing out of the hole we were in. Wayne, what information do you use to come up with those numbers? Glad you asked. A lot of the unemployment rate and job numbers, you know, if any Michigan businesses are listening to this, that all comes from surveys for the most part. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Census Bureau, federal state agencies, they survey businesses and ask for responses on employment, wages, job vacancies, and all the data we produce, all the official state of Michigan data comes from just businesses, you know, responding to surveys like that. And when you add all the responses together and you aggregate it, it helps you know policymakers and educators and people looking for jobs and people trying to recruit businesses to Michigan. You know, we have to produce that official data, but the responses we get from the businesses that re- respond, they're crucial to the work we do. So thanks to any business out there watching doing that. Do the numbers include those who aren't looking for work? No. So the unemployment rate is just those in the labor force, you know, that are unemployed that are looking for work in the last, you know, certain amount of weeks. So there's definitely a lot of people still on the sidelines that are, you know, haven't jumped back into the labor market due to coronavirus, or maybe, you know, our labor force is down a little bit historically because our population is older. A lot of people are transitioning into retirement. So there's a lot of reasons people aren't in the labor market that used to be. But the good news is with the unemployment rate being so low and the big demand for jobs that we have, anybody that wants a job right now can pretty much get a job. If you're out there looking, there's something you know likely available for you. And some of the business folks I've uh, been talking to told me that they are paying way beyond what they would normally pay for a lot of these positions to get quality workers in. Are you seeing that also? Yeah, we collect job information on wages that we produce monthly. So wages have definitely gone up. The different surveys tell some different numbers, you know, sometimes as much as, you know, five, 10% as far as increase in wages over the last year. But one of the interesting things in the business response surveys, the coronavirus pandemic we're going to talk about is more businesses in Michigan increased wages than nationally um, by about five percentage points, which was a little higher than I would have expected. It was interesting to see that number. 
Wayne, when you get these surveys back, what do you see that really interests you or catches your eye? I'm sure you get information from these business people, from these business owners about their businesses. What what intrigues you? What have you been learning that maybe you didn't know or that you found interesting? Well, there's a lot of different surveys and a lot of the stuff we collect is just strictly your monthly employment, your monthly wages. Most of our official surveys, what you're asking isn't necessarily the credentials and whatnot they're looking for. But the employment rise that we've seen recently, Michigan is gangbusters ahead of most states as far as you know employment growth in the last few years. And that's really, really great to see. We were at a bigger hole than most. You know, Michigan took a big hit at the beginning of this pandemic. And seeing businesses respond by increasing wages, by you know, expanding their recruiting, that's really good to see that they're able to hire people and the hiring is continuing even through the different you know waves of the pandemic and things like that. So It's good to see that the hiring has continued and it's in the right direction. Do you have any insight, Wayne, into what can be done to get some of those folks off the sidelines and back into the workforce? You know, there's a lot of research out there, you know, higher wages that companies have been paying probably play a little bit of part into, you know, increasing the wages, but also, you know, getting people to move to Michigan to try to get them into the labor market, you know, whether it's domestic migration or foreign migration, you know, we need to increase just the number of people in Michigan to fill a lot of these jobs. And there's a lot of challenges with that. So any sort of marginalized group that's maybe not sitting in the labor market right now, whether it be, you know, ex-inmates or, you know, people taking care of elderly parents or children, like getting those people back into the labor market, making it accessible to them, you know, with childcare and schools. And that would definitely help. We're talking with Wayne Rourke, who is the Labor Market Information and Strategic Initiatives Associate Director, giving us some just great information about the unemployment rate. But we also wanted to talk to him about another interesting story. And that's the results of the 2021 Business Response Survey to the coronavirus pandemic and what they learned from that. We'll talk about that next with Wayne here here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. For something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Wayne Rourke, who is with the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. And we are going to talk to Wayne this segment about an interesting survey, the 2021 Business Response Survey to the coronavirus pandemic recently was released. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Wayne, Tell us about this report. Why did you guys decide to do it and how did you compile the information? Yeah, so the business response survey to the coronavirus pandemic is one of a number of business response surveys that the Bureau of Labor Statistics do. So this wasn't a Michigan 
survey. This was something, you know, we partnered with the Department of Labor and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They sent this out nationwide. They did it last year in 2020. And the results you're looking at now, the 2021 they sent out this year. And they get a pretty good response from the businesses, but it's just asking companies how they responded in a number of different topics. You know, asking them directly is the only way to get this data. So there were 10 or so different topics they covered, you know, how many companies, you know, allowed flexible you know, work situations, how many required vaccines to return to the office, you know, how many implemented automation. So those are the types of questions they asked. You know, they asked it nationwide and they got some pretty good data for the states and for the nation. Before we talk specifics about that, how interested are these business owners to give their thoughts? I would imagine they're a little bit eager. Someone wants to hear what I have to say about this. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the sample is so large. They send this out to hundreds of thousands of firms. And with the response rate, I think this last year was about 25%, which is pretty good for any sort of business survey you do like this. And we strive for the most, but with that sort of response, you can make results, but the results are only for you know the businesses that respond. You know, if there's companies out there that are doing things drastically different and we're not hearing from them. We have no way to know that for sure. So that's why it's just important to talk to the businesses and hopefully get their feedback so we can maybe overcome some of the challenges. And again, before we talk about this, Wayne, I want to get your take on the media. How do we in the media do when it comes to talking about unemployment information, unemployment rates, those types of stories? Yeah. So a majority, like I said, of our job data comes from the surveys and businesses. So just putting it out there and letting the businesses know that it's important to respond to these things is great. But, you know, following the data like you're doing over time, seeing the trends is always a plus to kind of see how it evolves, you know, over a number of months. And in the media, you know, you're reading, you got maybe connected to me for the business response survey through our magazine. You know, there's a number of data we publish monthly, annually, quarterly to a variety of users in a variety of formats. So if somebody wants to check out our data on michigan.gov slash LMI is our website, but we have an app, MI Economy app that has all of our data. So any way you can promote the data for us is amazing. And I'm a nerd, Wayne. As a matter of fact, I have those all sent to me. There's a way that we can go directly to the department and say which reports we want. And a lot of the information is over my head, so I get experts to talk about it, but it's available to anyone, you know, who's interested. So let's go back to the response survey to the coronavirus pandemic. What was the most interesting thing you learned about what folks had to say about that? I was really surprised kind of at the amount of data that was available from this. So not only were all of these questions available by state, but nationally they were available by industry and by business size as well. So that's a lot of data when you're talking about how different industries responded and how different sizes of the firms responded. For Michigan specific, the things that kind of stuck out to me were the fact that more Michigan businesses proportionally paid more than the nation by about five percentage points, you know, more businesses. Also, that only about 14% of Michigan businesses required some or all of their employees to be vaccinated to come back to work. That was a little lower than I would have expected, but it was less actually than the national 17.5% that required that. So going into the survey, I would have expected both of those numbers to be a little bit higher. You know what I found interesting about the latest unemployment numbers is we just got out of the pandemic and a lot of folks weren't working. And that number was just so low. That was surprising to me. 
in April of 2020, Michigan lost over a million jobs, a million payroll jobs. That's a quarter of our you know, total employment. That was a huge hole. And we felt, you know, more than most states. I mean, there's a lot of these other states out there that maybe didn't fall that far, but, you know, our economic structure, you know, the manufacturing, the tourism, you know, it impacted us severely. And we bounced back quickly. We're not quite back yet. We still have about 120,000 jobs, I think, before we get back to our pre-pandemic, you know, February levels. But like I said, with this many months of payroll job growth, we're making progress. So that's good to see that we're coming back to those levels slowly. The coronavirus response survey also asked the question, since the start of COVID-19 pandemic, did business increase uh, telework for summer all employees? Many, many, if not most of the business owners that I've talked with in the year I've been doing this pod told me that the majority of their workforce is working from home and they're finding some success in that. What did you see in the survey when it came to that, Wayne? Yeah, one of the nice things about this survey is the the things that we're talking to businesses about, are they increasing telework? Are they increasing flexibility? Are they increasing pay? This survey kind of provides the data to prove those points out. So yeah, we have seen that, you know, through this survey that, you know, businesses are increasing telework. They ask the questions like, do you plan to continue telework in the future now that you've started it? So questions like that are answered by looking at this data. So the 30 to 40% of businesses that did increase telework, you know, increased pay, increased flexibility has been great. And looking at the survey, Wayne, the telework has increased, pay and bonuses have gone up. We talked a little bit about that, folks trying to get people to come back to work, the flexible hours. What I also thought was interesting was the vaccination. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, has the business required some or all employees to get the COVID-19 vaccination before coming to work on site? What did you learn about that? I think I said a little bit earlier, the the numbers were a little lower than I expected. But what was interesting is when you actually dig into the data, you know, Michigan specifically didn't have industry and size data, but the national data, the spreadsheets did. So just as you would expect, there were certain industries that were much higher in that category. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe in the text of our data a little bit. And the same thing with the size of firms. I think the bigger firms required that more than the smaller firms. So um, it was definitely spread out on the way that that response was across industries, across sizes, not necessarily across states so much though. Yeah. And as I look at the graph on that, when it came to food services and mining, trade, retail, construction, the numbers were much lower than things that could be done at a computer, much more easier, educational service information, that type of stuff. Yeah. The industries you would expect to have telework, either they already had it to start or they were much more able to go to that system. Whereas, you know, your in-person retail, your accommodation and food services, your hotels and restaurants, construction, those things just are likely never going to be that high as far as remote work. We're talking with Wayne Rourke from DTMB, and this is Media Business. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the coronavirus survey. I'm Tony Conley. Again, this is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.
Your hibernation is over. The fairways have been cut. The greens have been rolled. Are you ready for some golf? We sure are with 81 holes of spectacular championship golf just waiting for you at Treetops. Book now and for a limited time, enjoy an overnight stay and unlimited golf starting at just $129 per person. Then top off your day with a relaxing massage in our spa, followed by a succulent steak and choice of over 80 craft beers in our sports bar. Call 888-TREETOPS. Visit treetops.com. Treetops, Michigan's most spectacular resort. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Wayne Rourke, who is the director of the Bureau of Labor, Market Information and Strategic Initiatives within the Michigan Department of Technology, Management and Budget. And Wayne, before I ask you some more questions uh, about the coronavirus survey, tell folks who maybe are listening in uh, to the pod for the first time what your focus is at DTMB. Yeah, our group partners with the U.S. Department of Labor for the state. And what we do is we produce all of the official job numbers for the state of Michigan, whether it's wages, unemployment rate, you know, payroll jobs, industry data. So that is kind of, there's one of us in every type group, but we do a lot of our surveys and we contact businesses and get data from them. And we produce all of that official data for the state of Michigan to use by legislatures, policymakers, you know, recruiters, that sort of stuff students. Wayne, from your perspective, and I know you may not be an expert, but from your perspective and what you do, do you think where the coronavirus pandemic is behind us? From my perspective, it's probably still out there. I mean, there's still people sitting on the side of the labor market, I think, that are affected by it, for sure. As far as, you know, other types of workforce data, you know, sick days and things like that, it's going to continue to impact those going forward. You know, so the number of hours work might not be the same. I think it's probably not as much in the pandemic phase as the endemic phase. Like we're living with it now and people are really starting to go back to work. So a lot of companies are, you know, going from fully remote to a hybrid system. And so that's definitely going to change. Our labor market's never going to be the same again, I think, after this. Wayne, talk a little bit about the job ads by industry. Now we're getting into the spring, summer's coming up. Where are we going to see the job ads and how significant will that be? Well, definitely summer hires are going to start picking up, you know, especially in your northern Michigan regions. That's always the case this time of year as uh, winter returns to summer and it gets a little warmer. But the job ads, you know, have continued to go up. It's definitely a tight labor market. Like I said, if you want a job out there, you're probably going to get it. You know, we definitely need more things like that. We always see a large number of job ads for things like registered nurses. You know, a lot of retail out there is looking for jobs, retail salespeople. There's always a lot of mechanical engineers in Michigan, for sure, because of the nature of the state and the industry. But, you know, we just need more people out there to apply for those jobs or to come out of the labor market and try to fill some of those roles or get trained up or move to Michigan that have those skills. So the job ads are going to continue to be high as long as, you know, there's not a lot of people out there to hire. Wayne, as I look at the Michigan job ads by industry from the survey, and this was from February of 2022, are there any areas you're concerned about in in regards to really needing to add those folks to the labor force, whether it's nursing or wholesale trades, anyone you're watching or or you're seeing that we really need to add? I mean, there's always the tough jobs, you know, registered nurses, you know, have been a big need, probably not only in Michigan, but across the nation. So we're not going to add those in the next couple months. The biggest thing to worry about is like the high skilled jobs like that, 
that need training and take a little bit of lead time to fill. So as people retire, I mean, the baby boomer generation is not in the workforce as much as they used to be. They're reaching retirement age and transitioning into that. So as Michigan's population gets older, you know, there's less people working in these jobs, but there's also more need for things like healthcare. So that's going to be an issue as we go forward and our population maybe doesn't continue to grow. Maybe, you know, we're getting to a point where, you know, our population is in a natural decline. We have more deaths than births lately. So that's going to be a phase for Michigan and the nation in the coming years. Wayne, you've worked with the labor market data in various agencies for the state of Michigan for more than 20 years. A lot of data you've seen there. What's most interesting to you in that 20 years that you've seen? I think just right now, as tight as the labor market is, I don't think I've ever seen this much demand for workers and this much demand for increased wages. This forced transition that coronavirus put us in really transition a lot of the power structure in the economy. You know, there's a lot more opportunity. I can remember, you know, in 2000, you know, 20 years ago, you know, 2010, you know, there were really bad, you know, recessions and that was tough to get a job. And for people to be able to just quit their job and find another one now, I mean, this is a good economy to be really looking for work. And I think people have, you know, quit their jobs more readily now than they would have in the past. And it allows for, you know, more mobility. And that's a good thing for workers. It's hard to find people for businesses, but, you know, I think that businesses will accommodate it. And, you know, like whether it's increased wages or increased flexibility or whatever they need to get the workers, you know, they'll have to catch up because it's a big need right now. When you sound upbeat and hopeful. (laughs) Is that wrong? I hope not. (laughs) Well, you know, if you listen to To the media, you know, and that's what we're trying to get to. What can we in the media do to be better? Man, there's a lot of negative vibes out there. And talking uh, with some businesses, they're a little bit apprehensive. Most are upbeat, but you have a positive vibe that maybe all of us in Michigan need to pick up a little bit of. Yeah, it's nice to see some of our labor data show you know, the increased hiring, you know, the ability for someone to get a job that wants it. That's great to see that, you know, whether it's a high skill job or a low skill job. I mean, sometimes, you know, there were margins of the labor market that, you know, people couldn't find jobs. And that's tough to see. But I think there's a big transition to being more accepting and hiring more people, you know, requiring maybe less credentials than you needed than previously, because, you know, companies train people up to what they need, you know, allowing more training programs. That's always a good thing. It's always been there, but I think it's a really big need right now. Wayne, and I'm trying to be better because I've heard that the media doesn't cover the non-college jobs more, the trades or whatever. I recently heard a story about a young lady who was homeless and she was in a pretty bad situation with a young child, single parent. And she got a training position with a company to be a welder. And after the training position, they gave her a full-time job. Well, she now owns her own home. She's been welding for two years. She's making six figures and she's about to take training to do underwater welding, which will even pay her a lot more. And it really stuck in my mind that we in the media and perhaps all of us need to talk about, hey, you don't have to go to college to find a good paying, fulfilling job. That's definitely true. And especially now, If you look at the age categories of your plumbers, your welders, your electricians, a lot of those, you know, masters are aging out of the labor force. You know, they're in their late 50s, early 60s. So getting those jobs replaced is going to be crucial. And those are good, 
high paying jobs. I mean, we produce, you know, Michigan hot 50 jobs and we produce different categories of, you know, here's some of the best high paying jobs without a degree. Here's some of the best high paying jobs in this region. Here's some of the high wage, you know, high demand jobs, high growth jobs coming up. So those are data that we produce, you know, every year and try to promote to schools and to colleges and to training programs as well. All right, before we go, not meaning to put you on a spot because I don't have it right in front of me. What are the hot 50? What are some of the top jobs in that arena now? Oh, see, I knew you'd ask me. I mean, <laughs> exactly the ones that you would think they would be would probably be okay. in the top registered nurses, your mechanical engineers, but as well as, you know, the professional trades are going to be on there as well. You know, there's going to be a big need for welders and doctors and electricians and plumbers and, you know, all of those jobs that you've anecdotally would think are on there are probably on there. And then if you go and check it out, you'll probably see, you know, another 10 or 20 that are going to be high demand, high wage jobs in the near future. We've been talking with Wayne Rourke, who's the associate director for the Michigan of Labor Market Information and Strategic Initiatives within the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget. I got to see this business card because it must be something. Uh, Wayne, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for your time, sir. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And anytime you want to talk about job numbers or economy stuff, our group does that. We love promoting what we do and talking data and statistics. So anytime right. you chat, we love it. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.